Welcome in to Lockdown Blackhawks for Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. This is episode 120 of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for joining me today. My name is Jay Zawoski. Happy to be here with you guys, even though we have no hockey. There is still somehow stuff to talk about. Yes, indeed, there is stuff to talk about. Blackhawks March Sadness got underway yesterday. Lots of people voting on the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter account. Want to see more people vote next time, though. We're only about 200 votes per round. We could do better than that, can't we? Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. Then vote on March Sadness. Round two begins today at noon. We will recap the first round action real quick. It's not over at the time I'm recording this. These expire at midnight. However, they're pretty much over top to bottom. And one of these matchups, you'll be shocked to know, has a 100% win. One member, one competitor in Blackhawks March Sadness has a 100% to 0% lead on the competition. You'll never guess who it might be. I'll fill you in a second. Want to get in touch? Voicemail 708-653-0572. Already told you about the Twitter. The email, LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. We've got some uh, straggling Talk Back Tuesday stuff to get to today. John Greenberg from The Athletic uh, last week, or maybe it was early this week, released a fan poll. They ran a poll in The Athletic asking fans like who their favorite teams were, what their favorite things to read were, and my opinion has been validated, and you will hear me semi-rant about a few things coming up in a little bit as well. Make sure you follow my personal account at jayzawoski670 and the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at Madhouse Pod. Reminding you also, tomorrow, Thursday night, 7 p.m., I'm going to be on Hot Mike. Do you know what Hot Mike is? You don't? Hot Mike is a really, really cool new thing that a lot of people in sports and even entertainment are starting to get into. Here's what you do. You put on the game or the show that's on TV. The app, Hot Mike, syncs up your audio with the host's audio. So basically what we do is watch the Hawks-Canucks game from 2010 together on Thursday. You guys can leave me real-time comments, all those things. I can make money doing this. All money raised via tip on that broadcast will go to COVID-19 relief. Relief. I'm going to donate it to the Blackhawks charity that they're running for COVID-19 relief. So every penny you tip me during that broadcast will go to COVID-19 relief. I want to do something good. I want to do something nice. This is a way to do it. So how can you get involved? How can you get on Hot Mike? Very simple. Go to hotmike.io, the website, or download the Hot Mike app on Android, on iPhone, whatever you prefer. Once you do that, you'll be prompted to enter a promo code or a um, whatever, a recommendation code. It's ve- it'll be very obvious. You'll enter the code MADHOUSE. That helps me out greatly. It gets you into the right page. And while the broadcast is going on, you'll be able to leave tips. And again, 100% of the tip money raised during the broadcast will go to COVID-19 relief, uh, that effort that the Chicago Blackhawks are spearheading. So let's help people out. 
There's some people I want to mention as well at 670 The Score who have been going out of their way to help people out as well. Danny Parkins and Shane Reardon, uh, namely, what they've done is they say, hey, look, this is my Venmo. This is my Cash App account. You put money in here if you can. If you need help, let us know. And what happens is the people with some extra money throw some money into Venmo, and people that need help get help. It's beautiful. It's a great thing to watch. And one of the best things about, okay, that was poorly phrased by me. There's nothing good about the coronavirus. Absolutely not. We know that. But what what has been inspiring to me is to see how everyone's rallied around this thing. Everyone's kind of done what they can to help people, whatever it is, financially, um, you know, mentally, spiritually, whatever you have to do, people are finding a way. What Right away, when cities started shutting down, musical artists got together and like, what can we do? How can we make this easier on people while at the same time getting some support for ourselves? Because look, the way the music industry works now, unless you are the elite of the elite, unless you're the Coldplay's, the U2's, the Rihanna's, the Kanye's, whatever, you're not making a lot of money. And these indie acts, and not even indie, but these sort of mid-level fame acts, like some of my favorites, like Jason Isbell, Margot Price, those level artists, they their lifeblood is touring, and their lifeblood is selling merch, so they're doing shows live on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, trying to make money. Everyone's rallying together. Everyone's being creative. Look, the, what did I say? Shakespeare wrote uh, King Lear during the, uh, <laughs> during the quarantine for... Uh, what was it, the plague or whatever it was. Uh, so it's good to see people channeling their creativity to go, do a good thing. I don't have a ton of money, but what I can do is watch some hockey and ask you guys to watch along and tip along, and we're going to have a good time. And we will in that podcast that night, Thursday night, going into Friday morning, will be a post-game show like we did last week for Nashville Game 5. It's going to be a lot of fun Thursday night, 7 p.m. on the Hot Mic app. You'll watch the game on your TV or your other screen, and then on your phone or on your iPad, on your laptop, whatever, you'll see me on camera talking about the game in real time, and you can talk to me in the comments section. I'll answer questions. It's going to be great. Don't miss it. Hotmic.io, excuse me, or download the Hotmic app. Use that promo code MADHOUSE. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Ask your smart speaker to listen to the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks as you get in your new routine of working from home for the somewhat foreseeable future. Uh, this is what it's going to be. However long it is, we're going to get through this thing. Uh, but as you're working from home, just ask your smart speaker. You got an Alexa, you've got a Google Home or whatever it is, just say, Listen to the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks or Lockdown NHL, whatever. And it will queue up the latest episode for you right there very, very nicely. All right, so March Sadness kicked off on Tuesday. Round one, it's not complete, but it's basically complete because a lot of these are absolute massacres, which means I think I did my seating pretty well. So let's go through it. In the bad transactions region, the number three seed, Bobby Hull to the Western Hockey League, has a 69.7 lead on Letty to the Islanders. Artemi Panarin 
This one's surprising. This the 11 seed upsetting Eddie Belfour, the 6 seed, 70 to 30. That's a wrong opinion. If you voted that way, you're wrong. I'm sorry. When the Panarin trade, it hurts, but the Hawks got Brandon Sod back. He's a productive player. He's a good player. The Hawks got Jack Squat for Eddie Belfour, who was one of the best goalies in the franchise's history then. And it was a total, total cheap shot or cheapskate move just to get rid of a guy who wanted the money he had earned. So that was way worse. Round one of the villains region. I'm just going through it here as it's listed on Twitter for the sake of simplicity. Bob Polford beating Roberto Luongo 67 to 33. The seven seed David Backus beating the 10 seed Alex Burrows 58 to 42. Villains region. Three seed Dino Cicerelli 83% to 17% over the 14 seed, the other North Stars. Again in the Villains region, an upset. The number 11, Sedin Twins, 55% over number 6, Chris Pronger, at 45%. Here's a almost a nearly 100% in the Villains region. Rafi Torres, 98% to John Ferguson's 2%. Villains region, Seed 5, the Detroit Red Wings, with a 96% win over Bob Probert. The 8th seed, Bob McGill, up against the 9th seed, Ryan Kessler. Ryan Kessler, 95% of the votes. Here we go. The number 1 seed of the Villains region, Bill Wirtz, up against Richard Brodeur in 1982. 100% of the votes went to Bill Wirtz. There's two hours left in the voting as I'm making this podcast. If one person doesn't vote for uh, for Bill Wirtz, I will be absolutely shocked. All right, round one of the Terrible Moments region. I keep saying regioned. I don't know why I'm doing that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go back and edit all of them, though. I'll just try to be better. The two seed, the 1991 loss to the North Stars, has a 70% lead over Wayne Mesmer fired with 30%. Next terrible moment, the number seven, Marion Hosa retires with a 70% lead over Dale Talon's paperwork error, the 10 seed. The three seed, the 92 cup loss to the Penguins, has a 93% lead over the 14 seed, the Theo Fleury strip club incident. Here's another recency bias. The six seed, losing the 1971 Stanley Cup final is not as bad in in people's eyes as Pat Foley being fired. Agree to disagree. Pat Foley fired 62% on that one. The four seed, 2014 Game 7 versus the LA Kings at the conference final, off Nick Letty's butt in overtime, 96% to 4%. Brian Sutter versus Tyler Arneson in Tootsies in Nashville. Number five seed, Joel Quinville fired, 85% of the vote. Up against Vancouver Limo Picks, that's the 12 seed, 15% of the vote. The 8 seed, the 1982 Fan Fight. This is an expected one. Even though they're seeded higher, Ronick's last game, 74% of the vote. That was a 9 seed. Terrible Moments region, number 1 seed, Bill Wirtz takes over for Arthur Wirtz with a 95% victory over the Chris Gratton Fax error. That's correct. All right, now round one of the busts region. The number two seed, Anders Eriksson, is going to lose to the 15th seed, Kyle Beach, 57 to 43. The seventh seed, Boris Miranov, is going to beat Paul Coffey, 55 to 45. 
The three seed Cam Barker with a big win over Doug Gilmore, 84 to 16. Another one in the bus region, Matthew Barnaby with a 65-35 win over the 11 seed Martin Lapointe. The four seed, the somewhat dead Kim Janssen gets 32% of the vote to 13 seed Jack Skilly with a 68% victory in the bust region. The five seed, Cristobal Huey, 66% over the Blackhawks version of Bobby Orr, the 12 seed, he had 34%. The eight seed, John Clem, 45% up against the nine seed Wendell Clark, 55% for him. And the number one seed in the bust region, Alexander Karpatsev, with 89% of the vote over Chris Campoli, who gets 11% of the vote. Bad transactions region, the four seed, Phil Esposito to Boston with an 82% win over the Theo Fleury contract that had 18. The two seed, Jeremy Roenick traded to Arizona, 73% over Philip Deneau traded to Montreal with a 26%. Brian McCabe to Toronto, the trade that brought Alexander Karpatsev to Chicago is getting smoked by Tavo Teravine in the Carolina, the 10 seed Tavo to Carolina, 94% of the votes. Another upset, the five seed Doug Wilson to San Jose, only 20% to Dominic Hasek to Buffalo, the 12 seed, 80% of the vote there. Here's another sort of big one. The eight seed Steve Larmer to the New York Rangers, 17% of the vote. Up against the nine seed Brent Seabrook's contract, 83% of the vote. And the last and final one in the bad transactions region, Chris Chelios to Detroit, the one seed, 77%. Henry Okaharu to Buffalo, 23%. Thank you to everybody who participated in today's March, in yesterday's March sadness, rather. Today's will kick off at noon with round two. Get those votes in there. Go follow the show at LO underscore Blackhawks to vote. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski with you here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for paying attention during the always awkward uh, bracket roundup segment. I hope it was clear. I hope it made sense. Um, I hope I'll stop saying regioned, hopefully, for some. I don't know why I'm doing that, but uh, I appreciate you sticking with me. All right. Every year for The Athletic, John Greenberg, a Chicago sports writer, has a fan survey. He puts a link up there. You can go vote on the form, yada, yada, yada. Qualifying this, by the way. I've said this on this podcast before. I've said it on the Madhouse podcast before. I believe that sports radio and sports media in Chicago in general is vastly underrating how important the Blackhawks are to Chicago fans. Now, I will put an asterisk there because I do believe that while a lot of people in Chicago are Hawks fans, there's not a lot of people who are NHL fans. I believe you. That's I think that's true. I don't think there's a lot of people in Chicago that are going to sit down and watch Wednesday Night Hockey, you know, Avalanche Blues. I, I just don't think that there's a lot of people that do that, and, this, and the ratings would bear that out, okay? However, in radio, and you've heard me sort of mention the demographics we're trying to get here on the Lockdown Network as well, young, affluent men 
In radio, it's the key demographic is men 25 to 54. That's why when you listen to sports radio, you hear a very specific kind of ad. ED medication, hair loss treatments, cars, uh, you know, Menards, Home Depot, the places that appeal to the type of person that typically listens to sports radio are the ads you hear. There's a reason for that. It's not just random. You're not going to hear a lot of, um, you know, yoga studio ads on sports radio because they know it's uh, they're missing their mark. It's not money well spent. That demographic, men 25 to 54, 25-year-old men now and men approaching that age were 13, 14, 15 when the Blackhawks started getting great. And I know for me, when I was that age, sports was always like part of my life. But as far as following professional sports, that's about where I got into what was like, where I was like, I know stats, I know strategies, I know this this much about sports. This is when, those are the formative years for most sports fans, 13, 14, 15 years old, right? They've played some sport at a high level or a higher level, you know, high school or close to high school. And they just have a better understanding of the sport. Those fans then, the 13, 14, 15-year-olds in 09, are now 24, 25, 26, right at the front end of that demographic. And for a lot of those people, for a long time, the Blackhawks were their number one team. I'm 42 years old. When I was growing up, the 85 Bears were not just awesome. They were superheroes to me. I loved the 85 Bears. Walter Payton, to me, was like a god on earth. He was not a human being to me. There's a lot of people that are approaching the key demographic in broadcasting that look at Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane that way, or that did, right? Say, wow, that is the apex of athlete for me. Just like a lot of kids now look that way at Javier Baez or Yohan Mankata. Or a couple years ago, like Derek Rose, right? Like generational. There's a huge group of Hawks fans in this town that are being ignored because sports radio traditionally had not covered the Blackhawks. That's because most of the hosts on sports radio are in their 50s, some in their 60s, grew up with the Hawks being completely irrelevant and either didn't learn the sport or didn't need to learn the sport or didn't pay attention to it because there were so many other more important things to worry about in the world of sports radio. That's not the case anymore. And even though the Hawks have missed the playoffs in three years, I'm going to read you these statistics from John Greenberg's sports fan poll on The Athletic. Here we go. Question one. If you could be a fan of one of these teams, so you can only choose one, which one would it be? The Chicago Cubs first. Right around 35%. Got to guess who's second on that list? That's right. The Chicago Blackhawks are, it goes like in tens here, so I'm going to guess. They're probably around 23%, 24%. The Bears right behind there. The White Sox right behind the Bears. And way, way down, under 10%, say the Chicago Bulls. Now listen. Recency bias is a word I used last segment, and there's truth to it. However, the Bears have been bad. Aside from two years ago, 
They'd been pretty bad for a long time. Yes, the Bulls have sucked forever. The White Sox are starting to get really, really good. But the Hawks have missed the playoffs for three years, so don't give me the whole thing like, well, you know, the other teams are bad and people are just mad. People are mad at the Hawks too. Trust me. Guess what? I do a daily Hawks podcast, okay? So Cubs way out in front, Hawks and Bears pretty neck and neck, Sox right behind them, and way down is the Bulls. And how much time do we waste on sports radio gnashing our teeth over the freaking Bulls? Nobody cares. People love the NBA. No one gives a crap about the Bulls anymore. Next question. Which team is most likely to win a championship next? The White Sox, 47.3% of the vote. The Cubs next, right over 30. The Bears are right around 10%. The Hawks are right after them, probably around 5 or 6%. Okay? Question three. Which team do you currently enjoy watching the most? Number one, the Cubs. 32%, 33%, somewhere in there. Second on the list? The Blackhawks, right around 23%. The Bears and White Sox, neck and neck, right around 20%. I think the Bears have a slight edge there. So again, more evidence that Chicago fans like to watch hockey. What a concept. Question four, what should the Blackhawks do? The options are tear it down, fix the power play, build around the core, or take home games off TV. That's funny. Uh, Tear it down. Finish second. So first is build around the core, right over 40%. Tear it down, second, right at 40%. Fix the power play, 15%. And a couple of people said take home games off TV, maybe 1% or so, somewhere in there. So, oh, question six. Which local sport, the other one's about the Bulls. You don't care about that one. Uh, question six. Which local sports executives do you trust most to build a competitive team? overwhelming majority went to Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer, about 67%, I would say. Second is Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. They're around 21-22%. Stan Bowman right under 10. Then it's Ryan Pace below him, probably about 5. And Gar Foreman and John Paxson, 1.5% of the vote. Question 7, who is the best coach or manager in Chicago? Matt Nagy gets about 35% of the vote. Ricky Renteria Gets 27 or so. David Ross, 20. Raphael Wicke. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Gets almost 10. And Jeremy Cowton right behind there. Yeah. So the Hawks are on people's mind. The other question. Who is your favorite Chicago athlete? And what they have here is the, um, it's like a picture of all the names. And the ones that have been voted on the most are biggest. Patrick Kane, front and center. As big as Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javier Baez, possibly bigger. Possibly bigger. Now, the Baez thing, Baez is the winner here because they have Javier and Javi. So it it ruined the votes a little bit. So Baez is for sure (laughs) the most popular. Uh, And just to brag, which sports radio station is your favorite? Uh, 62 or 3% say the score, while uh, 38 or so say ESPN 1000. So there you go. Uh, just thought that was interesting. Just kind of validates my opinion that people in Chicago do truly care about the Blackhawks and that Chicago sports radio is missing out on a huge opportunity to advance that conversation, get better guests on, talk about it with more education, actually talk about what happens in the games. 
But what do I know? I've only been working in the, in the industry for 19 years. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Blackhawks. Remember, Thursday, Hot Mike. Download the Hot Mike app, hotmike.io. Enter that promo code MADHOUSE. Every penny raised via tip goes to COVID-19 relief. I will donate all that money to the Blackhawks COVID-19 relief fund on behalf of you, the Locked On podcast listeners, the Locked On and the Madhouse podcast listeners. Uh, will really appreciate in advance all the support I know you're going to give me on Thursday night. Watch the Hawks and Canucks with me. Give to a good cause. If you can give a dollar, great. You can give $100, great. Whatever you can give will be greatly appreciated and be put to good use, obviously, so we can get through this weird, unprecedented time in the world's history. This is something, I was talking about this with a friend today. This is something that our children's children will read about in history books. And we'll be talking about this forever. There's landmarks in history, right? There's the World Wars. There's Vietnam. There's 9-11. This is the new one. And for my daughter, who's nine years old right now going through this, she'll never forget this. Never. And I worry about like the trauma this is going to put on our kids. And all, all I know how to do is to remain calm for her and to have an optimistic attitude for her. And hopefully she's seeing that and, and seeing that we're not panicked. We're inconvenienced, but we're not panicked. And hopefully that gives her the peace of mind she needs. Because, you know, a nine-year-old girl isn't going to tell you truly how they're feeling about things. And they probably really can't yet. So hopefully I'm doing a good job. Hopefully you are too. I know this is hard on everyone of every age. But let's keep doing the smart thing. Let's keep doing the right thing. Let's keep listening to the people who know what the hell they're talking about. The scientists, the doctors, the people on the front lines of this thing. Let's do the best we can. Let's make that sacrifice and let's kick this thing's ass so we can get back to hockey, get back to baseball, get back to doing the things we love with the people we love. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.